to A Reader's Book Corner, a weekly podcast hosted by author and avid reader, Teresa Beasley, that focuses on discussing and supporting indie books and the authors who write them. And here's your host, Teresa Beasley. Hello, and welcome to A Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host, Teresa Beasley, and today we're discussing Find Her by Chris Patchell. This is a thriller with mystery undertone and is told in three parts. So we're going to section out the parts as we discuss those. Now, in part one, we follow Lacey James. She's a detective who answers a call regarding a robbery at a hardware store. But there's a little bit more to this robbery that we'll discuss a little bit later. The suspect gets away, but when Lacey searches his car and finds a hammer, zip ties and gun, etc., some other things in there, it makes you wonder what this guy was planning. <clears throat> so this gives Lacey a feeling that something sinister is at play. So as they're still looking for the suspect, Lacey goes to check out a truck stop, which is an easy place to hide. So she goes to check that out and she does run into the suspect, they tussle, but she gets him handcuffed and she gets him back to the station. She takes him in. And in the interrogation room, Lacey steps out and tells her fellow cop, um, Spencer, to watch the suspect until she gets back. And so she leaves Spencer and this the suspect in the interrogation room. Now, at this point, Spencer and Lacey, they have some words, some choice words, because Spencer kind of acts like there's this problem with her being in charge. He has like an issue, you know, man, female, detective, a little bit higher rank than him. He he kind of gets kind of an attitude. But, you know, I like the fact that Lexi puts her, her foot down and she's like, look, just stay in here with him until I get back. So after standing her ground, the chief backs her up. She goes out to do what she needs to do. Now the suspect is there with Spencer. And he ends up overpowering Spencer and getting his gun and he shoots Spencer and then kills himself before Lacey gets back to the room. Now, this was like an intense twist, which is okay to tell because it won't give away anything toward the end or whatever. So it's an intense section of the book and it this twist like changes everything as we'll discuss here in a little bit. So now we get to part two. And part two kind of switches on us. Um, we meet a security guard named Noah Hall. Noah, he works at this mall and there's an a, a employee there. Her name is Eaton. And he's really, really attracted to her. He ignores, like, Clara also works in the same store that Eaton does. And Clara, you know, has got this crush on Noah. But he, like, bypasses that, doesn't even see it. He, he ignores her because he really likes Eaton even though he knows that Claire has this crush on him. Now, Eaton is this beautiful redhead that moved to Sweet Home from Mount, uh, Montana. She's trying to get money out of the ATM, but her card isn't working because I guess she hasn't transferred to a bank here in Sweet Home. So this gives Noah the opportunity to save her by giving her 10 bucks to get what she needs. So he's like, okay, that's my end. I'm taking it. Hey, I have 10 bucks, you know, if you if you're needing anything until you get your card fixed. So that was his his first interaction with with her. And he's like excited about this. He's thrilled. Now, Eaton later on does pay him back by she brings him a, some coffee and a gift card for helping her. Um, and this just makes Noah 
want her even more. He just, he, it makes him like her even more. So Noah decides that he's going to take Eden for himself. Now, after work, he like kind of stops by, uh, he gets stopped by Claire and Claire, um, I guess has been out. She's been drinking. So she's trying to seduce him. He's, he's getting annoyed. So Noah has to do something to get rid of her because he has something in his trunk. Now, this part of the book is about Noah and Eaton's interaction with each other after she comes to and she finds herself, she's locked in this basement room. And Noah's trying to make her comfortable as possible because he doesn't want to hurt her. You know, he only, he loves her. He well, In his mind, he he's in love with her and she's in love with him and he just wants to take care of her. So, but Eaton doesn't take these things as he expected she would. Um... She like is like, oh no, this is creepy. This is not cool. Um, at this point, we start to see that Noah is he's not thinking straight. I mean, he really believes that they are a couple and that they're gonna build a family, that she loves him and he loves her. He's just not thinking right now. At this point, we get into part three. I won't tell you the rest of part two because then that would give too much away. But in part three, this is the part of the book where there's a lot of things going on. And I can't kind of tell you all of that because it would be spoilery and things and we don't want to go into that. So what I will say is that in part three, it it kind of the story goes back to Lacey, the detective and her invest investigation, because now she has found out who the dead guy in her interrogation room is. You know, that he's his head is blown off. He's dead. Spencer's dead. So they do fingerprints and she finds out who the dead guy is that killed himself in the interrogation room and who killed Spencer. And Lacey starts to dig into this guy's history. Now, as she's digging into the history, things starts to come together. She starts piecing, you know, two and two together. And she's starting to figure out kind of what's going on. Cause once I got to part two, I was wondering how Noah and Eden's story is connected to Lacey's investigation. Because in part two, it's just Noah and Eden's interaction with each other from when you notice that he really likes this girl to where he decides to take this girl, this woman, and then he has Eden locked in the basement because he doesn't want her to get away. He's soundproof things. I mean, he had his checklist down for the kidnapping. So... In part two, you're you're reading their stories, so you're like, okay, if this is about Lacey, how do we get back to Lacey? And it comes together in part three of the book. Um, so as she's doing her investigation, like I said, when we get to part three, everything starts to come together, and then I end up getting my answer because that was one thing after I had started reading part two, and I got almost to the end of part two, I was like, okay, how does this how does this go with Lacey? What does Noah and Eaton have to do with Lacey? But I get to part three and I'm like, oh, okay. Then it starts to, I start to realize, okay, this is the reason why late the part with Noah and Eaton had to happen. And I did like the way that Arthur did line it up because she, she had me like think confused for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I'm wondering why is these particular things happen at the end of part two? But I see why she set it up that way. Because there's a twist at the end of part two that once you get to that last part of the book, you kind of realize, oh, okay, this is why these things happen the way they did happen. 
but I can't tell you what happened because I don't want to give anything away. So I will say with Find Her, I was surprised that Eaton didn't fight more against Noah since he kidnapped her from work and he had these delusions that she would want to be with him after everything he'd done. I was like, okay, is she going to keep fighting this guy? What is she, is she going to try to get out? I mean, is she going to try to get away from him? Is she going to go into survivor mode? So it did start to, to start where there was like a little sense of her going into survival mode. And I noticed that she started playing up to Noah, trying to gain his trust. And I was like, okay, maybe she is thinking of a way to get herself out of the situation. Um, there was something she did that I questioned because I didn't know if Noah would pick up if Noah would pick up on what she was doing. Because, you know, when you're trying to do hidden messages or get messages out, it can be a little tricky. And Noah, I will say, Noah wasn't a dumb kidnapper. He was very, very smart. Um, he was a security guard, so he didn't know all of the mall in the ins and out of the mall. He knew the people going, a lot of the people going in the mall. He knew the people that worked in the mall. And he kind of, you could tell that he kind of studied everybody's uh, behaviors and mannerisms because he knew a lot and he knew just the right time on when he would be able to get Eaton alone to take her. So he was, he was not by far dumb. He was a very, very intelligent um, kidnapper. And you think he's innocent when you first meet him, when he's first introduced in part two, but then you're like, okay, this guy has got some is shoes, serious issues. But, um, as we go on and she starts doing a little bit of the survival mode thing, I, I did like that Lacey had some struggles. I mean, we see Eaton, we get to know Eating, we need to we get to know Noah, but we're originally introduced to Lacey when she goes to do this, um, when she goes to this robbery situation at the hardwood store. But as the story goes on and we get to part three, Lacey, you could tell with Lacey that she she's got some things that she's struggling with besides just her job. But she did have a, a take charge type of attitude and she didn't mind expressing herself, which I liked with her being a detective. She didn't have any issues with like putting her foot down with Spencer or talking to her chief and saying, hey, look, I'm not giving up on the on this particular avenue that I'm going on. And you know how most cops there, the chief says, don't don't go by yourself, you know, make sure you have backup. But Lacey was just like a take charge type gal that she just wanted to figure out what was going on after she got the information she needed about the gentleman that died in the interrogation room. So she, I mean, and you know, one thing about her too, is that she can take a punch. Cause when she tussled with that guy at the truck stop and he hit her for one, I thought he broke her nose, but I mean, she took it like a champ and she just kept it moving. So, and she did get him wrestled down. She did get him, you know, handcuffed. And I was like, wow, she took, a punch because you could tell that <laughs> she stumbled back a little bit and you know she saw stars she had to have seen stars because he from the way it was described he hit her pretty darn hard so and and the Arthur does do Chris Patchell does a great job with her description and the intense parts of the book she kind of riled those up she got them she got them going in the book which I really liked and to me, this was fast-paced. It was fast-paced. It wasn't a really long book, but it was. It had all the impacts that it needed to be a really good thriller or mystery book. 
Um, and I didn't notice on the cover that it says that it's a Lacey James mystery. Um, and it did have a mystery element because she was trying to piece things together. It read more like a thriller to me, which thriller mystery, they're, they kind of run together. If you have a thriller, you're going to have a little mystery in it. If you got a mystery, you're going to have a little bit of thriller in it. So to me, it did read like a crime thriller, which I was fine with, totally fine with. And, and it's worth the read. Now, I do believe this is book one um, in the Lacey James series by Chris Patchell. Um, and I do plan to read more of the books in this series because I really liked Lacey's character. I think she was a really good character. I like her strength and I'm sure she has some weaknesses um, and hopefully that those come out in other books. But as far as this first book in this series, she was a very strong character. And I did like Noah and Eaton's interaction and their situation too. Um, and how she kind of played him up. Because she was basically at one point trying to save herself, which I did like. Um, and normally you would think people will go into survival mode when they're first kidnapped. But it, I think it just took Eaton a little bit longer to kind of realize that that Noah was kind of delusional and he wasn't planning on letting her go anywhere. And I think that kind of came over to her and she started to realize, okay, I'm either going to have to be really nice to this guy or he's going to hurt me eventually, or I'm have to be really nice to him and play up to him. Like I really want to be with him until I can find an, an escape route. So, but Chris did a very good job with, planning that out, describing it, the intensity of the kidnapping. Um, and especially in the interrogation room, when Lacey gets back and she sees everything that's happening, that that was very, very intense. And it was written very well. I really liked that, that part of the book where you're, Lacey's getting to the room and she sees that Spencer's down and she runs to Spencer and she looks over and she sees that the guy the suspect has is is gone. There's nothing you could do for him. But she was so well, even though her and Spencer had their tit for tat and she snapped at him, he snapped a little bit at her. She's her first response was to go and try to help Spencer, which I like that in the book. So this overall was a really good book. It was worth um the read. I enjoyed the thriller, um, the mystery element of it, the intensity. Um, and the psychological part of Noah, I like the way she kind of revved that up a little bit because he's like, you know, a protector at the, be you know, at the beginning of part two, he was like a protector and he was really nice to everybody in the mall. And then you start seeing these little pieces of him unravel and you see him turn into this dark person, which I think she did a very well on getting you to that part to where when he does get eaten and he's got her back at the place where he's holding her, you kind of see the different sides of him coming out. So I did like that as well with the book. So now before we wrap up, I want to share a little bit about the author. Chris Patchell is an award-winning USA Today bestselling author who started writing to curb the homicidal tendency she experienced during her daily Seattle commute. She writes gripping suspense thrillers with romantic elements set in the Pacific Northwest and believes good fiction combines a magical mix of complex characters, compelling plots, and well-crafted stories. And she does a great job at that, especially with this book. When she's not writing, you can find Chris reading books, hanging out with her family, watching football, and struggling to keep up with her workout regimen. All while 
shushing her yapping Yorkies. She lives in Oregon with her husband and two kids. You can connect with Chris through her newsletter to learn more about her latest works and Arthur happenings. Um, to sign up, just visit her at www.chrispatchell.com. And that's Chris, C-H-R-I-S-P-A-T-C-H-E-L-L.com. I want to thank you for listening to, to today's discussion of Find Her by Chris Patchell. Her books, her books can be purchased on Amazon. Remember, if you would like to suggest any book or author to be featured, feel free to contact me at Beasley at arbookcorner.com. You can connect with A Reader's Book Corner on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at A Reader's BC. Until next time, happy reading. Thank you.